We're learning life, embracing love, managing marriage, maneuvering in ministry, and managing money. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Let's Talk About It with Bishop Coffee and Conversation. Here we go. What's up, bitch? y'all? He was out there walking, and I know he probably out of breath, and I'm he just walked it. in. So I am ready to rock out with you, husband. You want me to pray, or you want to pray, or what do you want to do? You can go ahead and pray. Father, I pray right now that every person under the sound of our voice that is listening, God, I pray something that we say today will be life-changing, God, but most of all, that as we have this conversation, this dialogue together, just rocking out with people that we love as well as each other, God, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All amen. right, Bishop? Hey, everybody. How What's you doing? Up? I just say thank y'all for joining, like Pastor T said. Literally got there instead of walking and lost track of time. We want to always keep our commitment to meet you here every first Monday of the month. So happy uh, early 4th of July, first of all, everybody. Right. Hope you're ready to enjoy your week or enjoy, enjoy your extended weekend. Hope you can get up this morning and roll over and catch your coffee. Instead of getting ready for work, you can sit here and listen to us for a while. So baby, it's going to be tough today, right? Yes, it's going to be tough. Listen, if you're on live, we want you to just say good morning, good morning, and welcome with us. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, Coffee yeah. and conversation with Bishop and myself, uh, or some of them may call you Bishop. Some of them call you Clyde. Some <laughs> of them also, I call you husband. Your children call, call you daddy. Some call uh, me CJ. Huh? Some call me CJ. Yeah, some call you that. Uh, but we get on here in all of those, sitting in all of those seats, right, as Tanya, Pastor T, Mama, Honey, uh, all that, sitting in that seat and just kind of discussing that. Um, but here we go. Let's talk about it, man. This morning, we uh, every time we come here, this is our second uh, show um, of many. Uh, we want to keep this thing going. We pray it's a blessing to you. But as we sit back, we, tell, we don't talk about what we're going to talk about, but we come up with we come up with what we're going to talk about. That's and topic. So we uh we thought about what, what's the topic. Last topic we talked about overcoming other people's opinion. We got a lot of great reviews from that. A lot of people said how much it really helped them out. Let me tell you our secret record. Before we even start talking about this, I want to put one disclaimer out there. Okay. We're not pastors on here talking. We're people on here talking. Hello. We're going to talk to you about things that we dealt with as people and as pastor who was a person. Who was a, a father? Who was a person? Um, right. So listen, when you're hearing us, I want you to hear us from from your lenses, from your life, because we want to see how it work for you. Work for you. So we talked about overcoming people's opinion. Today we're going to talk about overcoming adversity. Overcoming adversity. Um, I prayed about it. I prayed about it. Prayed about it. Prayed about it. And that's what came to my heart, man. We have to talk about adversity. If you have ever faced, and let me define it first before I say it. Adversity. The word adversity by definition means um, difficulties and misfortunes. Difficulties and misfortunes. And and those misfortunes to me is basically, you know, man, um, I had opportunity and I lost it. I, I had some good things and I lost it. Um, and basically you had got used to uh, being in a certain condition, a certain position, and now I'm not there no more. And if you have been through some type of misfortune and it really 
kind of you know knocked you way back. I want y'all to put the number one on there right quick. If you listen to us, put the number one. I face adversity. I've lost adversity. I'm in the middle of adversity. I just want to make sure we're in the right building. I know some of y'all listen to this on podcast later. And I want you just, just to imagine it and say, yeah, that's me. I'm that one person. Because more than just a number on the screen, we're trying to make sure we have uh, the people um, in the ears. So go ahead and just embrace, I'm a number one. I'm a number one. I'm a person to overcome adversity. I'm a person facing adversity in the middle of adversity. So we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> we want to deal with topics. There we go. I see the ones coming in. Uh, we want to deal with those things, man. How do you overcome adversity? But the, so the first thing, baby, to overcome adversity, the first point of the day, you got to admit that you faced it. You got to admit that you're in it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, a lot of us have become, I was the type of person. I, I was numb. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm good. Everything is great. What about you, baby? H- or do you have a hard time embracing your adversity? I have a hard time now because, um, and we'll talk about that, you know, a statement that our bishop, Bishop L.J. Wooder made uh, that has been on, that has been impressed in my heart. And I'll say that statement later, but yeah, it it is one of those situations that is very hard, very hard to embrace after you have learned how to overcome it. But it's always good to go back so that you can be grateful and be thankful that you did overcome it, that you did have an opportunity to overcome it. That wasn't me. That wasn't my story. Um, and, and I want to say this for those people out there who become um, like you, you, you create, you create your own anesthetics. You create your own anesthesia. You know, I was, I, I, I could be in the house, air condition off, lights off, and I'm having this fake faith. Like it's going to be okay. Everything going to be great. And then inside I'm screaming like, it's not, man, what's wrong? What happened? What's going on? <laughs> If I could fake it on the outside, I can make it. And listen, I believe a lot of mothers are staying in in, in, in um, unfitting home conditions because they're not accepting I'm in adversity. Uh, I think a lot of fathers, you know, could be prideful. I think pride is one of the biggest cover-ups to adversity. I'm yeah. good. I'm, I'm great. Everything all right. But yet everything's falling down around you. And I, I believe that, you know, we have got to acknowledge when I'm not, okay, next thing we're going to talk about today. It's okay not to be okay. All right, Kiana. <laughs> Kiana <laughs> statement. It is okay not to be okay. Yeah. And I live in that now. I live in that. I'm not all right. Yeah. I'm not all right. Because I believe the sooner you admit you're not okay, is yeah. the sooner you start looking for how to become okay. And I think the sooner that you admit that you're not okay, whatever situation that you're in, that you're not okay, is the sooner that you can start the process of healing. And this is the thing, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, because Bishop Wooder said something the other day, and he said, when you learn to divorce your past, I mean, when you learn to, what what was it? When you refuse to divorce your past. Is that what it is? To refuse to divorce your past, you can never become married to your future. Yes, when you refuse, thank you, Bishop. I couldn't even say it right. When you refuse to divorce your past, you will you will not be able to marry your future. And I think that is so important. But as I shared with somebody yesterday, man, you got to be willing to deal with the root of your past, the root of your adversity. And I know for me, everybody that's watching us right now, you've all experienced adversity moments. We've all had those moments, those trying moments, those tight moments, as Bishop talked about yesterday. We've all had those moments, and it's just understanding that in that moment, what do you do with that? And so I want to talk about it, Bishop. I want to talk about it because there's some things, adversities that we've had as individuals, as as pastors, as parents, as, you know what I'm saying, as leaders, 
as whatever we've had adversity. And I know that was one of the reasons that uh, we came up with this topic was to kind of deal with that. We're even in adversity now that we will not talk about on here because we want to be able to see the testimonial, the testimony fully play out. Right. Yeah. We want to see the testimony fully play out. Now, if you've ever experienced adversity, I dare you to put a heart, heart it up or put the number one, number one, number one. I've experienced adversity throughout life. If you have not, baby, as my grandmother say, live long enough and you will experience adversity in your life. You will experience adversity in your life. I'm going to have to start getting another number, huh? There we go. Put the heart. I love it. Because I want to do something different, but you have experienced adversity. Bishop, talk to me. What is one of your adversities that you have experienced? What is an adversity that you want to talk about today? I know we have plenty, but what is one you want to talk about today? You know, I've faced a lot of adversities, and, and and even as I was walking this morning, you know, well, I just went through my head. Even though I forgot, <laughs> I had to be up here real quick. I went through my head, you know, different adversities I faced, and you know, you know, I, I don't know if it's, it's just one particular that I can just say, oh, this is the greatest adversity I, I faced one you know, recently. And we deal with misfortunes, and I deal with them my, my whole life. Yeah. Um, I ignored them. I mean, one uh, adversity is, you know, um, we lost our home. We literally mm-hmm. lost our home. Uh, we lost a car. Um, you know, people lied on me. I never forget somebody told me that, um, you know, that people, now listen, misfortunes, listen, it doesn't matter when people say something about you and it don't cost you nothing, but it matters when somebody says something about you and you lost stuff. I literally lost, lost things. I lost people. I lost, people lost trust in me. Remember, adversity is misfortune. It literally cost me something. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've lost relationships, man. I lost, I lost things because of, you know, things that either I done or things people said. And um, I think one of the, the, the most recent adversity moment I had, um, and I kind of shared this a little bit at church. I was in a contract uh, with a company and one guy came onto that contract when he came in, he, uh, he didn't like me. He did not like me. And remember this here, not everybody would like you in your, in your misfortune journey. Um, I believe God will release people to not like you and come against you. And you got to be okay with that. Come on. And he started lying on me, literally. And and listen, we was making some major, major dollars. When, when we say misfortunes, miss, prefix, fortune, fortune, money, suffix, he probably cost me, let's go ahead and be real. He probably cost me somewhere around sixty to $80,000. Come on, Bishop. Yeah. To That's and, real talk. You know, um, probably more than that. I'm trying to be um, um, modest. He cost us a lot of money. And mm-hmm. did this, it... Um, it hurt, man. And I'm like, okay, I want to attack. I, I want to fight back. And, and, and we're going to get into that piece later. But it really hurt me because what someone else did cost me something that was valuable to me, um, whether it was uh, money, whether it was uh, a position. Um, you got to realize this hurt. What about yours, Pastor? I would say uh, for me, and and like I said, there's something that me and Bishop haven't talked about, but I always want to make sure that I'm, I'm sensitive, but at the same time, real is one of the things that I, uh, that I look back over my life from childhood until, you know, 2018, 19 is the perception of people. Uh, the perception of people because I was the person that, you know, I threw my own birthday parties. You know what I'm saying? I threw my own birthday parties. I wanted everybody to come to the party. I wanted everybody to be comfortable. I wanted everybody. Hey, and when I threw the party, everybody showed up to the party, you know, every year. 
for my birthday, but I did that. It really wasn't about my birthday. It was just about bringing everybody together that I rocked out with, that I was cool with, right? Uh-huh. But I went on throughout life in my adulthood because I wanted the validation of people. Oh, somebody type validation. I wanted the validation of people. So the perception of what people thought about me really became my business and overwhelmed me what they thought about me. And I would always, especially when I came into becoming a a leader uh, in the church, you know what I'm saying? From leader in the church to a pastor in the church, what you think about me was my business. So it was like, what did I do? Did I, and I would try to change who I was for people. So it, it was the perception of people for me that got me to a place where I wanted that validation. And so I had to learn that I had to overcome because it became an adversity to me to where it was always weighing on my heart. It was always weighing on my mind, what you thought about me, how you felt about me. So the perception of people had to be a place that God had to tear me to because not only did I want validation, but I also wanted your acceptance, accept me, like me, love me, want me because of my experience from childhood on up. You know, I'm not knocking everybody that was in my childhood, but there's just some things I experienced, you know, from, you know, um, rejection to all of that. So, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that experience that, but that was like, I'm a counselor. Come here. I know I don't believe in this stuff. Right. But when I started really looking at this cancer thing, with a cancer, we're loyal. That's what they say with the little thing. Okay, I don't know if that's true or not, y'all, but I just feel like that's who I am because I rock out with people for years. Been with my nail tech, and I say it all the time, for years. Been with my leaders for years. Been with my husband for years. You know what I'm saying? And doing that, I thought everybody was supposed to do that as well. And that's I had good. to come. I want Sarah, before, you, before you move on, I want you to keep that, but I want you to make a note there is that her loyalty expected others' loyalty. Come on. The fact that you're loyal to them, you're expecting to be loyal to you, right? Right. I expected people to treat me the same way that I treated them, regardless of my moodiness, because they we all so moody. That's what they say. Regardless <laughs> of my attitude, like, love me, because I'm going to love you with your attitude and your mess ups, your mistakes and all that, right? So I'm expecting that too. But this is what I found out and how I had to get to a point of overcoming it was realizing that our relationship Mm-hmm. was our relationship if we rocked out for four years we rocked out for four years i can't get to a point of disliking you because oh somebody typed this because we separated because we don't rock out that don't mean i should hate you i just remember the time that we had together and thank god for it i had to get to that and i know we'll probably talk about that more later but i had to get to that point of how do i overcome this Understanding what we had was what we had. And it's okay. I'm not going to go dog you out. I'm not going to go treat you wrong. Whatever. It's just what we had. And I had to be okay with that. And, and understanding. And the key thing is that. So me and my wife are totally different. Me and you are totally different. Right. Um, because where you, where me, um, I told you I anesthetized my stuff, right? And so when I leave, when I lost people, I wrote them off. Mm-hmm. I wrote them off. Like, okay, they're going they're gone. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. And so it was foreign to me to watch my wife. Like every time she would lose someone out of life, it's like she lost a limb. She lost an arm. She lost a leg. She lost a part of her. And I saw it like knock her down. Like where I was ignoring it 
and was was not realizing how I was screaming on the inside. Mm-hmm. I want her to match my my response. And so I want to tell you this here. Don't, oh, but this is good. Don't yes. let no one silence your pain. Mm-hmm. Don't let no one silence your pain. Listen, I'm telling you firsthand, because I'm, I'm the silencer. I'm the muzzle on the end of the gun to keep the noise quiet. I'm the silencer. I silence my wife's pain. I silence my children's pain. When you're going through adversity and you know for a fact you're feeling pain, don't let anyone silence or define the noise right. of your pain. And and, right. and so I try to define a noise. And now, because the reason why you can't let them do it, because you, I promise you, if they're silencing yours, it's because it's waking up their noise and you making them feel what you're feeling. So I don't want you to talk about the lights are off. Don't talk about the water is not working. Don't talk about right. We all know we lost the car. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> right. Because the other day I went through something, something happened, and I heard it real fast. And I told my wife, who's out to eat, you know, I told my wife, she came in on the butt end of the situation. By the time mm-hmm. she came in, I was over it. it right. I, I, I processed and I'm it. up here trying to process it. I'm like, what happened? What went down? And I'm trying to process it because we handle stuff different. Let me let me pause and say this. Your adversity is your adversity. And how you handle it is going to be contingent to your growth. Come here. It's going to be contingent to your growth, not no one else's growth. Yes. So it's learning how to handle that part of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Bishop, we have some amazing people on, man. Thank y'all for rocking out. I want to just pause and say that. They off today. Yeah, I love. I don't care if they showed up. I'm excited. Like I'm saying they showed up even though they off. Even though they off, I love it. So Bishop, let's talk about more. Go into details with more of your adversity with your situation because you know I had never seen my husband, and and this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing that that happened years ago. This is fresh. Yeah. And so to see him go through that, and all I could do as a wife was sit there and watch. You know what I'm saying? Watch you. Know- you- and not yeah. just that, not just that, you know, not just, just that situation is multiple, but, but let's talk about the fact that, you know, I, 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 let's talk about one thing real quick before we go there is that I had all these adversities that was going on with me uh, about five years ago, I think about five years ago now, and I was keeping them in, 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 and I didn't realize it was, it was killing me. I did so not really. I'm not off, but I'm no. <laughs> Well, we thank you for rocking out with us before you go to work. I <laughs> love it. But um, um, and I want to let you know. I was I want everybody to know this. Year. I wasn't saying that 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 y'all are off. That's why y'all. I'm saying, man, I'm glad that they waking up early, even though they off. But right. I was going through that that adversity, 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 and I was silencing it, and I didn't realize it was killing me on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I started having panic attacks. I started having panic attacks real bad, and and uh, I'll never forget. I would literally, it was like my heart was about to pound out my chest. I thought I was having heart attacks. Um, you know, I get on planes, couldn't breathe because all that stuff I was keeping in, trying to give this false perception. It's like it's like trying to hold in steam in a pot. If, if what happens if you don't let that steam come out that pot of his balling, it's gonna explode. Picture a coffee pot, it's gonna explode. I was exploding, so all this adversity was in me because I wasn't giving it sound. Uh, come on, uh, I gotta fix my life. Give that pain sound. Yeah. Give that pain voice. If I would have just ah, get it out of me. Oh my god, yeah. I would have been better. Wake up, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would have just screamed, cried. I didn't cry or nothing because I wanted my children to think I was okay with my, and I wanted to define to my family, this is how you deal with pain. Yeah. And then one, I saw my baby walking around dealing mm-hmm. with pain like that, 
And I saw after I got over it and after I got to the point to where I was able to deal with it, I said, whoa, baby, no, 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 I mean, that didn't teach you right. That wasn't right. No, no, no. Baby, you're going to have, and she would have panic attacks. So um, when, so now you, you fast forward to me now and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've learned after having panic attacks, I'm almost you know, having a heart attack and everything. I give sound to my pain. Don't, 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 don't let me go pain around you. You can't handle it because I don't care who you are. You're going to hear my pain. Right. Feel my pain. I'm gonna cry. And so this recent situation, this man came against me. I gave voice to it. I mean, I, I invited my my wife in. I invited my family in. I invited everybody around me. It hurt. It hurt. I built a relationship with this with this company. I built a relationship with these people, and they taught me everything I knew. And here comes this guy out of nowhere, and he's literally coming at me in every direction. And here I am. I'm like, I want to say something, but God literally told me. Um, good morning. God bless you. Good morning, um, Sophia. I remember her. Yes. God told me, he says, don't you say nothing. Now, that's another level. Now, you got to know what your responsibilities are in your adversity. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what your responsibilities are, you may do something that caused your adversity to last longer. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more deeper. Go ahead, baby. You going to say something? Yeah, I want to say this because, uh, man, if you did not, man, if you weren't at church yesterday, Sister Katie, tell them. Uh, Mama, whoever's on here for New Destiny, that sermon yesterday was so. Oh my God, I can't explain it. I, I told the women yesterday I thought I was sitting in a, uh, uh, like watching somebody on TV. Like it was just that good. And I want to say this because of what you said yesterday is that every adversity is different. This one was different because it was hitting our pockets. Yeah. It was hitting our money like no other. Listen, like mm-hmm. real, it was in our pockets, but that didn't. That wasn't the part that hurt me the most. It yeah. was hitting my my reputation. Mm, okay, I get it. If he destroyed my name, it was gonna hit my pockets with other organizations to come. He was That's destroying right. my name. Yeah. It hurt, man, Amy, cut you off. No, that's good. I say hitting our pockets because it was a couple, plenty of money that was being hit, and it could have messed up money in the future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If he would have won. If you would have said something, if you, oh, come here, let's talk about it. If you would have retaliated, because here's the thing, y'all, I'm a rider. I was ready to retaliate. Let's figure out how to retaliate. Let's go tell his boss. Let's go. But God told us, be silent. What do you do when you're in adversity? Come here. Oh, I feel the glory. What do you do when you're in adversity, but God told you, be quiet, do not fight. Come here. This is how I fight my battles. Don't fight this battle. Not this one. Don't you say a word. I need you to sit up and take every blow, take every hit, take every moment. I don't care how much you know they're lying on you, how much they're talking about you. Take this because I promise you there's going to be greater on the other side. I just need you to take it for a minute. What do you do? And that's what we were. And I say this to anybody who's in adversity because you got to know why you're in adversity. If, if you're in adversity because you did something that caused the adversity, whole different approach. Mm-hmm. Whole different approach. Um, you know, I say to you, fix it. Fix it, overcome it. If you're the one, because he did this to me, and then some adversity happened to him. I didn't say nothing, and then later God dealt with that. And so, if God is dealing with you because something you did, another whole another podcast. How do you handle adversity you cause? Yeah, yeah, it's just whole different. But listen, today we get in with no high adversity. Um, and maybe still we may figure out how to squeeze in or how to handle the rest of your cause. But this year, I didn't cause. So first of all, I'll say, you know, you got to know if I didn't cause this, yeah, cookies are God. God, what what, what can I do? Because 
listen, in your maturity, you know what God told you five stages ago yesterday, what you can't do. I right. can't touch nobody. You know, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't go off. Listen, it's bad when you can't defend yourself. So I, I was ready to call and defend. Been there, Lord have mercy. Matter of fact, we let's let's say this. Let's let's even keep it more real, because this, you know, we keep it one hundred. We call, but the man didn't answer. Yeah, that, man, that was, gosh, that was, God blocked it. Don't don't act like I called early. That was at the end. Right. This is the end. So this is what happened. So we were going through it, and he started coming against me, and he started, you know, just doing extra stuff. So his 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 this one lady trained me. This one lady trained me, and 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 I love her to death. I love him too. But listen, I'm sorry if you part of my testimony. I love you. You love me. But it wasn't my fault. You part of my testimony. You Come was part on. of my testimony. So can I tell y'all? Don't get in your feelings when somebody tell their testimony and you was part of it. Can you? Can you part? I, I need. I'm. I'm going to talk to our viewers. Go ahead and put in. Thank. Thank you. Thank you for every ever every person that that caused you pain. That caused you whatever it was. Thank you. Just just put thank you because thank you for being a part of my testimony because you grew. This guy grew us up for the next contract that we're going to get. Yeah. He grew us up and he made us better. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Somebody say, that's why you can't do people wrong and think it's not going to come back on you. Come on here. They was talking about what you said earlier. You know, it's a delay. Oh, I, know. I, know. I love it. So I love him. I do. I love him. I do. Um, and and I, I can't define his adversity. I will say that. I don't know if it was adversity. Maybe it's just when he chose. I just know me. I can't even say what he went through. I just say me. But I want to know because he may be watching. And, and if he's watching, I God bless you. I love you. But you are part of my testimony. You trained me, and I'm better today than I was yesterday. I am. Um, so we went through, and then he was coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. And he would, and 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 one person trained me to do things, and everything she had trained me to do. And listen, I've been through this before because I was at, at at work, and this happened to me before. Listen, when you recognize the rhythm of adversity, don't just what you're going through. Figure out how did I get out of last time, and I'm gonna make sure I get out of this time. Or if I messed up last time, I'll make sure I'm not gonna mess up this time. Mm-hmm. I remember this where one boss told me one thing, and now another boss coming through and, and coming at me totally different. I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. And so I've been told one thing, and I was doing it exactly that way. And everything I was told, he was coming at me. It's like it was a vendetta, and he was coming at me so hard. Yeah. And everything I did, and and I, and God said, "Don't say nothing." I was gonna call. I was gonna explain myself. God said, "No, no, no, no. My proof, my proof that I'm trying to prove is that." You can take whatever and keep moving. Right. Come Don't make it wrong. Think about what God's trying to prove about you. Mm. Think what God's trying to show about you. I want to add too. also what God is trying to prune up out of you. I know from my perception, God, the perception of people, God had to prune that up out of me. And if you look at pruning, pruning never feels good. Pruning is an is a process, and God had to take that out of me. That was years of going through to where I can get to a point and say, "Now, you know what you think, whatever." But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, well, he, he had the pruners, and, and so so you gotta. If, if I can stop and just give give verbiage to to this, is just say you have to recognize that even though you're not the reason you're going through, there's a purpose for you going through. Right. And you got to figure out what that purpose is. And so I'm going here and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And God said, don't say nothing. Now, you know, you know the old you, you know what you want to do. God said, don't say nothing. And so I sit there and I had to take it. I had to take it on and on and on and on and on. And on. It, 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 like it, you would see, you could tell he's, he's going to pick more and pick more and pick more and pick more. And I'm like, God, this is, this is embarrassing. What he was doing to me was embarrassing. And I won't say everything that happened, but it was embarrassing. And one day I said, God, I can't take this no more. I can't take this no more, God. And I knew it came to the close to the end. 
and I'm like, I'm losing um, contracts. And this and the problem is, while I was losing these contracts, these other opportunities popping up over here. You're but right. even though the guy was bringing the money, it wasn't, it wasn't equivalent to the reputation and relationship I was losing. Mm -hmm. I valued this relationship. The thing I was losing, I valued it. I'm like, okay, God, thank you for the money. Thank you for the contracts. Thank you for the jobs over here. But I'm losing this. Yeah. What you lot lot has happened. And so I was, I never forget sitting there in, in the end or whenever it's about to happen, about to be over with, I'm about to lose. I'm on a plane. And right when I'm playing, I get a message from him saying, just let you know, uh, I'm no longer with this company anymore. Have a great day. A load back. That was to me, I passed the test. I, I outlived the drama. I never talked to the people. I never came against him. And then I told my wife, if this was truly God and God was testing me, in a few days, we're going to get phone calls to do work again for them. Two days later, we get emails saying, Come on, Bishop. Listen, can you finish this job? Can you do this job? Can you do this job? I'm like, yes. What have I been prideful? No, y'all y'all came against me or y'all hurt me. Oh, that you know, Listen, my pride ain't that bad. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Let me say this. You got to know. You got to know that you know when, when God is working things out in your favor, but it's your silence and it's the pruning. It's the, you know, the painful situations that are happening that you have to be willing to go through. And so because of that, uh, because of that, you just got to watch God work and God will work it in your favor. And here's the thing I tell anybody this, when God works it in your favor, you can't sit back and you can't laugh about it. You can't, oh God did. No, 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 no. Lord, I thank you. And I pray grace yeah. over the person that is coming against the plans that you have for me. Yeah. Pray grace. And that's it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bishop. My bad. Just know, just know in your advanced adversity. Once again, if you cause adversity, and you know for fact you're coming at somebody. You you did something God told you not to do. I've been there too. I did some things God didn't tell me to do. I I, I was God told me not to do. And the lights start flickering. The air conditioning come off. You know things are going on in the house. You know undo what you did and hold on until it shifts back because it ain't gonna automatically shift back. You gotta hold on to God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang out. And you can undo what you did quickly by becoming obedient because disobedience will cause disturbance. Obedience will change disturbance. Yes, sir. So you become obedient, it's quicker than disobedience will happen. So understand the cause of your adversity. If you're the root source, you are being punished. If you're not the root source, you are being tested. Define your adversity. First thing, why is it here? Am I being punished? Am I being tested? If you're being punished, obedience is the best way to get out of there. Get back obedient. I can't give you a timeline how long it's going to take. But if you become obedient, God, I'm going to go back to what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to get back in place. And God, here I am. I love you. And I'm going to hang out here until you change to show you I'm for real. But if you're being tested, now you got to say, okay, God, what is my responsibility in this adversity? Define your responsibility in your adversity. And if you find responsibility, don't let the adversity change the responsibility. It will make your adversity last longer. Right. Go ahead, baby. I didn't even take over. Mm -mm, you're good. You're good. I, believe, I, I totally believe that. Yeah.
What about yours? Well, like I said, with the uh, it was the perception of people. Uh, it was the perception of people and learning. For me to overcome that, I literally had to get at a place to number one, love me. Type that in the screen. I had to. I got had to get to a place to love me because I felt like. I wanted the validation of people. I wanted the validation of the okay, love me, like me, you know, making sure that everybody was okay with Tanya. And I found out that that wasn't going to be the case later on throughout life. So because of that, I had to love me. I had to learn to love me, uh, snatch my identity back, regardless of what you got to say about me, regardless of how you feel about me. And I believe, I always say it started in 2015 for me. When I realized that you ain't going to get me to heaven or hell. Come here. Amen. You ain't going to get me to heaven or hell. And you're going to always have a feeling about me because you don't know me because you have not spent 48 hours with me. And so the perception of people, I really had to learn that, Tanya, you don't if you learn to love you first, then whatever people got to say. That's good. When you learn to love you first, it's like I love me. I love that I, I love my attitude. <laughs> I, I know I need to work on it. I love my moodiness. I know I need to work on it, but I am human. I am not some robot that can do exactly. We are not some robot that can do exactly what people want us to do when they want us to do it. That's not how God created us. And because you don't like this about me, I got to love me first. You have to. I got to love me first. And then I have to number two, you know me, I got principles. And not only do I love me, but I love what God thinks about me versus what you think. Yes. Come here. God thinks about me. And how do I know what God thinks think about me? God said, I created you in my image. That's what he think about me. Thank you, Lord. You created me in your image. You also said, God, that I'm the head and not the tail. Thank you. Yeah. What you think about me? Somebody yes. say, God think. What God think. God think. What God think. God chose me. God, you said in your word, you chose me. I didn't choose you. Thank you, Lord. Come on here, John. Thank you, Lord. So whatever God thinks about me is really my concern. So, and what that does when God think about me, conviction. Come here. It rests on me. It sits on me. It weighs on me. It, it, it makes me want, it, it, conviction just take me to a place of, Lord, I got to do better. Lord, I got to, I got to get this right. Lord, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to learn. As an individual, come on here, lady, lady Robin, especially when you become a pastor's wife. Baby, when I became a pastor, I was like, I want everybody like me. What did I do? How, what's wrong? I'm, I'm talking about it kicked off for me like the first two years. Like, <laughs> baby, it was like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? What's wrong with, baby, I learned quickly. It does not matter what I do, how I do it. You're going to have your perception of me. And if you don't have your perception of me, come here to every person that worries about people, what they think about them. God, not only are you going to have your perception of me, but you're going to have the perception of other people about me. And listen, as, as when you care, my wife, we talk about the first lady piece. And when you care about how people think about you, the more people around you is the harder it is on you. Yes. Now you want everybody. everybody to love you. You want everybody to like. But here's the thing, though. God puts you in that position as a pastor, whoever. God puts you in that position because he wants to prune that very thing from you. God had to release that very thing from me. And it was like I said, it wasn't until like 2018, 19. God was like, listen, your relationship with them is what you had. 
Praise God for that. Don't dog that person out because y'all are no longer cool. Y'all are no longer rocking out. That was for a season. If I, oh, let me pause and, uh, pause and say this. Somebody may be with you for a season, for a lifetime, or for a reason. Yes. Let me break it down. For a season, for a lifetime, or for a reason. Oh, type that. For a season, for a lifetime, or for a reason. And we probably heard this before, but somebody is with you for a season. God had to remind me of that. I did a whole video on it. I have somebody with you for a season. And the reason why I have them with you for a season, because there's some things y'all are going to do together for a season. And it's going to bless a lot of people. I look at women of destiny and God, different things God gave me. That were things that were for a season. Now, women, that's still going on. I ain't saying it's not a season. But there are some people that are with you for a season. They're only there for that season, baby. And, and when winter come, they're no longer connected to you. And it's okay. It's learning that part that you're here for, here for. And I'm not going to sit back and wonder, are you going to be here for a season? Or are you not going to be here for? No, no, no. Whatever we have is what we have. Then there's some people that are with you for a reason. They're with you for a reason. Type that reason. They're with you for a reason. They're with you either to take from you or you get from them. Amen. That's it. You just, y'all gonna, you gonna take from them and me, not in a bad way, whatever you need, mentor, whoever that you. Yes. And stop marrying your seasonal people. Come here. Stop marrying the people that's with you for a season. Come here. I love it. Uh, uh my, my mentor, Nona Jones said, there are people that are with you. Come here for every path, every leader, every person that's in business that's leading out. There are people that are with you that are just attached to you. And then there's people that are with you that are assigned to you. You're only attached to me for a minute, but then those are those that are assigned to me for a, ooh, a very long time. And because you're assigned to me, I just got to know that I can't put all my gems, all my jewels, all my wisdom, all my knowledge into attached people. Yes. yes. Don't get stuck on the attached people. Okay, so reason, season. Can I say something? Go, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know me. I get all crunk. <laughs> Who attack? Listen, I gotta get. You gotta listen to this real closely, people. Especially my pastors, and my and my and my and my, and my people of influence. People who are married to you, or people who are with you for a season, will eat from your hand. People who are with you for a lifetime will eat from your breast. Woo! Stop letting seasonal people eat from your breast, because people who eat from your breast is attached to your lifeline, your children, your family members, people who are supposed to be there forever. You feed them from a personal place, from your bosom. Everybody can't eat from your bosom. Come That's here, Bishop. Very close to you. That's something only God will tell you. That person's supposed to be close to you. They, if they hear your heartbeat, they're too close. They, if they're not there forever. And so if you're eating from my bosom, that is very valuable to me. Anyone else, I feed from my hand from a distance. So when I walk away, there's no detachment issues. Come on. I feed you what I have in my hand. And listen, right. I move on, I move on, I move on. And so when my wife would get so close, she brought everybody in her bosom. Yeah, I wanted to, Lord. And I found out that that burned you. But at the end of the day, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. Take responsibility. It's your fault. It's your fault when you allow people to get that close to you. So you got to know reason. Back to reason. Reason is you just here for a reason, baby. And you just here to take from me. Are you just here? I'm here to get from you, whatever. And we know that. But then there's some people that's with you for a lifetime. There are people that I rock out with. I may not talk to 
for two years, but baby, we'll talk that one day and we rolling. We have history. We have history together and we have things together that we have, baby, can't nobody even talk about it but us because we're nobody else there but us. That's and true. we cool. And here's the thing. We may get into it. I can't wait till you hear my podcast. I'm doing one with friendship. We get into it. But here's the thing. We still going to rock out. I'm going to still love you for you. It don't even matter that we got into it. Because we got into it. We moved on. It is what it is. And we still going to love each other for who we are. Oh, I got some riders that rock out. I mean, not just Bishop. But I got people that's been with me for years. And they know Tanya. They don't know no pastor. They know Tanya, though. They know Tanya and they'll rock out with me. So I had to learn that. So not only do I love myself, do not only do I love I I, I uh love uh God's way, you know, God that God loved me, whatever I said. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> but lastly and not least, Bishop, is that this is what I found out in the midst of not looking at the perception of people or overcoming adversity because of the perception of people, is that this, this right here, is that I had to learn to love God's people for who they were yes, and who we were together, who we were together, man. I'm, I'm grateful. And th- I want to say this Bishop. And, and I know you want to tag in. I want to say this. You know me. I, I can feel you. I can feel you. Here's the thing is that the reason why I keep saying, well, where we were, because sometimes we forget where we were with someone. Yes. And then we end up living in what happened to us. We get married to the past of us. And we can't marry the, the uh, we can't divorce, we can't divorce, we end up divorcing the future of who we are. That's Being it. cool with where we are. Being yeah. okay with where we are. What happened is what happened. This is what I found out is that I'm not going to dog you out because of what happened. Because what happened either needed to happen or it had to happen. Yeah. But it worked out for your good and for my good. Yeah. Thank you for our relationship that we did have. So I'm not going to get so stuck on where we are now and what you did to me, because what you did to me really don't matter. Exactly. But where we are is what really matters. Where, where, where we, what do I mean where we are? Baby, I let go of that past because I don't want it to affect my future. Come here. I don't want what me have. How do I allow it to affect my future? Come here. Type the word forgiving. Forgive. And I'm done, Bishop. Come on. I'm going to let you get no, it. No, Forgive. You do. Forgive. Type the word forgive because the Bible says when you when I don't forgive you that you're gonna hold up and, and I'm this is me paraphrasing you're gonna hold up my blessing. I'm gonna hold up my own, not you, but I'm gonna hold up my blessing when I don't forgive you. I refuse. I got too much to do to be sitting up here holding a grudge, and that's why I can say pro- happily and joyfully I don't have no enemies. You may not like me. But baby, I don't, baby, I don't got no. I can speak to you and love you, and what you did don't even matter because I'm divorcing my past. I'm divorcing my past so that I can focus on my future. I'm done, Bishop. Come here. I just wanted oh, to add the perception Bishop. of people. That was my thing. Overcoming that, man. I'm, and I'm still. Let me not act like I'm all together because I'm still. There's some areas that God still has to prune me in. I want to add this here to what you're saying because that was really good. I mean. Um, because your adversity is your adversity. Even though I was trying to rob that of you, I was mm-hmm. trying to rob you of feeling that adversity. I was trying to rob you of even I'm like become ignore them. It, just ignore them. No, no, no. Listen, she couldn't ignore them because she had to grow. She had to grow because of them. Yeah. Until they didn't bother her. Your adversity has its own process. So yeah. don't make me process my adversity like you adversity. I'm talking to myself. I used to make my wife process the adversity I did. 
And so, but I will say this here is why you talking about the relationships, baby. The, mm -hmm. what, was, what was the relationships? What uh, season, reason, and lifetime? Stop letting people define their relationship with you. Mm, what you mean? Come on, talk to me. Stop letting people come in and say, "Girl, we're gonna be together forever." <laughs> no. You immediately start trying to treat them like that, and then you let them hurt you. Like they let you let them snake in and bite you. When you should have said, no, no, we're we going to pray about that. You got to put verb verbiage to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, you my spiritual mother. Baby, watch that. Don't call me spiritual mother just yet. You know. Let, let me rebuke you first. Let's see how that goes. Let, 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 okay. No, 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 no. I love you, but just let's see how that evolve right now. Are you? Your, or, or, I'm your daughter, sweetheart. <laughs> just watch. You just, it's okay because if you start letting people give name to your relationship and then you take claim, you allowed them to sneak in, and when they bite you, it's your fault. Let, let me, I want to say this, because this also happens in business, because people will get with you and be like, I'm going to be with you forever. I'm going to oh, work yeah. for your company forever. I'm going to be in your church forever. I'm going to be your friend forever. No, 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 baby. Let's just let, let them, say that again. Emotionally attached to their words, not to your thoughts. Not to your thoughts. Because here's the thing. We got to let this, however it grow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Carl? That's Carl. Hey, sugar. Hey. That's, uh, the realtor, y'all. Yeah. I think that's her. Lord, I hope that is. I don't know, but anyway. Yes, the realtor. Okay, yeah, but you're right, Bishop. Like, yeah, I, I look at it like this. When it comes to overcoming, I know a lot of women is out there really feel me right now. A lot of us get caught up in what people think, and and it's learning to overcome that. A lot of men get caught up, and you know, when when somebody wrong you in business and family, whatever. But it's just learning to overcome that, man. We gotta be willing to overcome that and and celebrate our growth. I told Bishop, I'll never forget, I cried to him. And I said, babe, I realized that where I am with people is where God wanted me to be. And I got to be okay with that because people have put me in fetal positions. And here's the thing with adversity, like Bishop said, it take different levels too because it's some levels you be like, oh, did, that, did that person, not that person, no, I wouldn't have never thought that that person. Oh, I dare you to put the heart in in the chat if you ever had that uh, that that one that hit you like a tsunami. Like, whoa! I wouldn't have never expected you. What the Bible say? The Bible say, "Put no trust, put no yeah, trust, man. no man." Come on. And, and listen, you talking to somebody? I'm 43 years old, and I'm like David. I never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed bed for bread, but I just seen every man go um go bad. <laughs> including I, yourself you know, I, 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 listen I, I never forget I love Bishop Willis to death I, I, I'm to my, you, you can say what you want to say I love Bishop Willis to death that's my, that's my, that's my bishop my spiritual father and um, we, we'll go toe to toe about it but I caught myself with a Judas moment with him come on Bishop and, and I, I let somebody uh, cause me allow me to say something bad about him and, and, and it almost messed my whole house up and we fixed it so you know when you didn't, didn't turn on somebody who you vowed never to turn on and so what we got to do, we got to realize our adversity. And I will say this here real quick. I want to add this to it. Now, even though I was trying to define my wife's response to her adversity, I remember she tried to define my response to my adversity. Baby, need to call him. Need yeah. to check him. Need uh, to we check need to check him real quick because he he's showing his behind. And I, I had to remember, God told me to shush. Yeah. I almost got, listen, I'm in the truck one day and then she came on to call him. I said, you know you're right, let me call him. The whole time I said, I said, God, if you don't want to answer, please let him answer. Please let him answer. <laughs> and then when he didn't answer, I hung up. I said, if he called back, I ain't answer. I ain't answer. <laughs> right, right. But we gotta so what we talking about here, y'all.
is that me and my wife have, have displayed two of our adversities. Her adversity wasn't my adversity. My adversity wasn't her adversity. But what we did, we recognized what is caused, why am I hurt? Why am I in pain? Yeah. Why am I suffering? She had to figure out, I'm in suffering, I'm in pain because my I, I let people, I keep ending up here over and over again. Over and over, yeah. I'm expecting more from people than what people signed up for. Yeah. And if I'm expecting more from them than what they signed up for, maybe I need to understand why they're here. Right. She got her adversity. I say, why am I hurting? Because I'm expecting everybody to be honest with me because I'm honest with them. Everybody like me because I like them. And I'm hoping never nothing ever changes, but that's not the case. No. We have to realize, first of all, why am I here? Why am I losing? And if I'm losing, not because I'm dissing wrong, that means I'm losing to learn. Come on. I'm losing to learn. God is trying to teach me something. One yeah. of the greatest lessons I taught my children when I took their pacifier from them, letting them know you don't need this no more. You don't need this to make you comfortable no more. Come here. The very thing I've let you be comfortable in is no longer time for you to be comfortable this more. I'm going to take your, I'm taking your binky. I'm taking, I'm taking your, your, your best friend. I'm taking the very thing you was leaning on more than me. And now you're going through it because God's trying to show you, you can live without it. Right. And when I give you somebody else, I'm going to give you somebody else. So you don't lean on that no more. I'm oh. going to say of my wife because my wife, even though she still is a cancer and she's still loyal, she's loyal without creating liability for you. Come here. You don't owe me nothing. Like at the end of the day, you don't owe, and it took some time to get there. You don't owe me nothing. And I think here's the thing with adversity is learning too, that there are so many levels to your adversity. It will not stop. Uh, alert, arm, what they call it, warning alert, warning alert. Your adversity will not stop because we are going to continue to grow. I'm in an area right now, like I said earlier, if you were rocking out with us earlier, uh, those of you that are joining, love y'all, thank y'all for rocking out. But earlier we said that we're in something right now, right mm -hmm. now that we can't even really discuss right now because we want to see the outcome of it because adversity does not stop. Adversity continues. It's an ongoing thing, but it stretches you. It prunes you. It creates the best in you. It creates a space for you that you will be able to look back and say, Lord, I know that was nobody but you that did that. God, I get it. Okay. I don't want to go back to that anymore. So I'm going to learn the lesson that I needed to learn in that. So in my next level or in my next season, I don't go through that anymore. So now I've learned. <coughs> I have best friends. I have people that I rock out with. I mean, I have, my husband is my best friend. I have friends that I rock out with. But here's the thing is that I love you for where we are. And you learn that as you go throughout it. And as Bishop with, with the companies and with the situation, it make us better. It make us cross every T, dot every I. <laughs> It make me not depend on one contract. <laughs> well, hello, glory to his name. It make you get to other contracts and not just depend on one company when it comes to our business. Even in the church, the stuff where we experience in church, it has allowed us to be at a place of peace, a place of we love, you know, where God has us in ministry, the best place we've ever been. And know we got so much more to grow in and just excited about where we are. But it's overcoming that adversity. And I would add this too, too, is that it's like, so right, it is easy. And this is me coming, this is the reason why we did the, the, this podcast, this podcast, this online, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm -hmm. This is why we did it because we're recognizing 
in this season that so many people are stuck in the pain of their of last transaction. That thing hit me hard. It yeah. knocked me off my feet. And they still got purpose in them. Yeah. But their pain knocked them out of purpose. Mm. You were never meant to be knocked out of purpose. That pain was supposed to Ooh, knock. That's so good. Wait, pause, Bishop. You said a whole mouthful. Say that again. That pain was what? Pain knocked them out of purpose. Man. Pain was never meant to knock you out of purpose. Picture a mama that went through so much pain that when she get delivered to her baby, she can't even handle the baby to where she get a baby away because she was she cost me too much pain. Too that much pain was supposed to make you more attached to your purpose. That if I survived mm -hmm. this and it didn't kill me, yes, sir. I know I'm attached to you even stronger to my purpose, not to people. Yes. Not to your people. Your pain will make you attached to people. Your pain make you attached to purpose. That you know, if I survive, that I mean, if somebody else bring it to me, I can take it. Yeah. If I survive a greater, I can take a greater purpose. That means the more I can survive, the greater I can do. Yeah. The less I survive, the less I can do. Yeah. It reminds me of a person standing there. That's how I feel when I'm in adversity. I don't know if you guys feel like this, but it's like you're standing there and you're bracing yourself for it to be over. Come here. Let me talk. Oh, I'm about to switch. Let me talk to that person that's standing there and taking the blows, taking the hits, taking the, you know, the criticism taking the character assassination, you're taking all of these things and you're bracing yourself. Keep doing it. Keep bracing yourself. Keep standing there. Be like a tree that is planted by the water. You may bend a little bit, but you won't break. Come here. Because I promise you, you are talking to two people that even right now, whew, I feel the glory. Even right now, y'all, we're standing. We're taking the hits. We're taking the blows, but we're trusting. Standing, but trusting. Standing, but taking it. Okay, Lord. All right. Because we know the outcome of what God did in the last standing moment. We know the outcome that God did in the last adversity that makes us continue to stand there. Oh, somebody type in the screen, stand, stand. If you just stand there and you take whatever God is allowed and whatever God allowed the enemy to do, God, I'm going to take it. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to be still. Look, I'm still going to have faith. Faith without works. I'm going to still put in the work while I'm standing. I'm going to still put in the faith while I'm standing because God, I'm believing you because I've seen you. I've seen this before. Maybe not on this work, not, maybe not here, but I've seen this before. I've seen this. I don't care who you are, whatever you're going through, you've seen it before. This ain't new. This ain't new to you. You've seen it before. And if you are there, I come to tell you, we come to tell you, keep standing. I'm going to say this too. Outside of that, it's amazing. And I'm going to say this here too because we have to, we have to accept where we are, the, the culture that we've been um, evolved into, because this is not where we come from. This is what we've been involved into. We've been involved into a culture to where it's it's only okay to succeed. It's only okay to succeed because everybody's succeeding. Everybody posting success. Everybody's talking about success. So we think we think struggle is foreign. Come on, we think foreign. We think struggle is is is, is death. So as soon as we struggle, we cut it off. We struggle. If we struggle in the business, cut the business off. We struggle in the marriage, cut the marriage off. We struggle with the children, cut the children off. We, we, we think that struggle is foreign. We think struggle is foreign. Listen, stop living your success. I mean, thank God for my success. Thank God for that. But live in your struggle. Learn about it so you can turn your struggle to success. Come on. Turn your success. So um, I promise, I see us, so many people, They are, I mean, I see the children committing suicide because of struggle. I see people uh, divorcing left and right because of struggle. We are not in a struggle-friendly culture. Come on. We think success is the only way can I tell y'all, we, we get so proud about T.D. Jakes because where he's at, but look where T.D. Jakes come from. I yeah, said yesterday in the church, 
Uh, I told the church this yesterday. If you want to see how tall the tree is, because that tree is only as tall as the roots. That tree had to go as deep as it did high. We want to have shallow rooted trees, but when the wind comes, it falls over. Right. But if our tree is tall, that means you had to go through equally as much. Come and on, Bishop. You got a business. Your business is doing great. Your business had to struggle that much. If your marriage is great, your marriage is struggling that much. So don't measure me by my branches. Look at my branches and say, oh, my God, he must have went through a lot. A lot of stuff, man. You know, this culture, a struggle-friendly culture. Nobody want to go to the gym and lose weight no more. Everybody want to go straight to get surgery. Nobody want to go to the gym. I saw someone on TV yesterday. A woman was laying on the table getting a, a thing that was massaging her stomach to make it have abs. Baby, go to the gym. <laughs> go to the gym. We have Bitch, to I'm gonna be knocking these folks out here in these streets. Getting let, let them do what they got to do. Go to the gym. <laughs> because only what, only thing, mama says, What's say it's only thing that for God is last, but um, if it ain't worth only working, you, it only, only what you do for God will last. You no, know, if it ain't worth working for, it ain't worth having. Oh, that too. That's so, true. so I want to end this podcast right now on this on this uh, this YouTube video on this Facebook Live. I want to say this: struggle can be a good thing. So I want to make this a struggle friendly environment. Yeah. Struggling me, I'm moving. Right, 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 right. Moving back ain't good, but struggling me, I'm moving. Right, I want to sell forward. So I want to make it okay. Everybody on here, it's okay if you're going through adversity, if you wasn't the root cause. That means I'm not being punished. I'm being tested. If you're being tested, if you pass the test, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard what God has in store for you. Yeah. Keep patting everything you, we learned yesterday, every level God put you in, there's another test. Yeah. Another test. Stop abandoning the, the pursuit for purpose because mm -hmm. of the pain it's causing. Yeah. I would say this because we're getting ready to close out, Bishop. Uh, we go an hour, so I want to make sure we close out with this, is that learning that where you are is where God wants you to be. And if you cause your situation, because we make mistakes, we mess up. I never forget. Bishop say we lost our house. I say we didn't pay the bill. Okay. We knew, we knew exactly. Wait. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the first house. No, no, no. I'm talking about the first house. The first house we got behind, we didn't pay the bill. What you finna say? We got behind because God lets some attacks take my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we couldn't pay the bill, period. But we here's the thing. Why? This is the downfall that we had because we didn't budget properly. We didn't budget properly. We didn't make sure that we told our money where to go. And because of that, it caused us a situation of losing. Forget that. Of them folks coming to pick up that car. We love them. Huh? We learned. We lost. We learned. Now, now, baby, you, if you, listen, uh, sidebar real quick, I'm going to get this disclaimer. If you want to go through a financial, financial class, I promise you, we will <laughs> teach you how to build your legacy through our program. Join the Lions Den, be a part of that. But here's the thing is that we learned, you know, how to pay us first and all of that. So we learned though in that moment, but we needed that moment. We needed that mistake that we kept messing up on. We thought we going to really budget right. And we wouldn't. We were budgeting in the way we wanted to at the time we wanted to, when we wanted to. And then we would stop budgeting when we got our money right. The Lord said, oh, I'm going to need you to store up. Come here for winter. During the winter, wise winter time, store up for the summer. Because you never know when it's coming. You never know when you're going to need all those funds in bank accounts. Make sure you have your money where you need to have it. So you got to be willing to take responsibility that whatever I messed up when I, I get it. Come on, we fall down, but we get up. 
God, I got another chance. I got another opportunity. Let me move in this opportunity. So if you're that person that says, man, I've been making mistakes, keep making mistakes, keep making mistakes, learn from <coughs> those mistakes, do one thing at a time. That's where we're at right now. We're learning from some mistakes. We got our chart in my chart yesterday. Me and Bishop sat there just so like, oh, my God, for uh, my chart. For those that don't know, uh, our test results came back. Like, he got the next Hold on. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. Say it one more time. I don't know. Everything kind of went froze. I said, move to the next everything topic. I don't want to talk about health. Okay, Bishop don't even want to talk about health. So anyway, but, but leaving... She talked about the financial class. That's, you, know, you know, I want to do another one. I want to do another one. Uh, financial literacy course. Um, Somebody said financial class. That's awesome. Don't make us have to do one. We always have to, by the way. If, you, if you're interested in a financial literacy course and um, that I want to offer, and I want you to drop it in the inbox. I'm interested. I'm interested. If you're interested, I'm a financial literacy course. I promise you, it'll bless your whole life. And um, if you're interested, say I'm interested in a financial literacy course. It's a four week course, meeting one week at once one a week, week, one day yeah. a week. You got homework. If you're really interested, I do it. And 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 listen, um, just put it in the box if you're interested. Put it in the box if you're interested and you want to make sure that you have money, mo money at the end of your month versus what is it we say? Have more money than any money instead of more money at the end of your money. Yeah. So that you will be able to build a legacy for your children. Yes. I, I, if, if I get 10 people, if I get five people say they want to take the course and they for real, for real, if they want to take the course, we'll do it. But it's no joke. It's nothing like that. Oh, you know, it's no. It, it just If you put it there, I'm going to talk to my wife about it and we'll figure out if we get enough people say they want to do it. If you listen to some podcast, you email us. Uh, where you want to email us at, baby? Uh, right here at admin at HE Services. LLC dash LLC.com admin at yeah. HE services LLC.com. And so if you if you're interested, let us know. And um and me and my wife will come together and figure out how we want to do it. All right. Yeah. So I, th I thank God for the day. This has been awesome. Yes. Me. Um any last words, Bishop, really, really quick, and then we're done because we don't went over our foot. Go ahead. Anytime you jump on this here, you're gonna see real people. You know, we learned a long time ago just because we're pastors don't mean we got to be fake. You know, we real. You know, we real pastors with real problems. We real pastors, real people with real problems. We're looking for real solutions, and um, so we're gonna be always transparent. So you be real with you. Be real with you. I don't care. You don't have to put a filter on your life for yourself. <clears throat> Even if you put a filter in your life for other people, don't put a filter for yourself. Admit to yourself it's okay not to be okay. But now try to figure out why am I here? Right. Why am I here? Define your why. And then ask yourself, how do I get out of here? Right. What is my conditions? How do I get out of here? Then pursue it at all costs. This journey is about for progress. It's not about enjoying where you are. Mm -hmm. It's about moving and always progressing. If you stay where you are, you're never in where God wants you. We're right. not conditioned God wants us in. He wants us always moving forward. I don't want to preach to you. But I do want to tell you right now, it's okay not to be okay. Admit to yourself when it's not okay. Embrace and don't let nobody else define your pain, the sound of your pain. Don't let nobody define that. You got to keep sounding the way you sound until God changes your sound. Got to right. change the cadence. And then embrace that, learn from it, and move forward. That's my last words.
My last words is, first of all, we want to say thank you for everybody that's joining, everybody that's going to watch the replay and all of that great stuff. Man, join us on next month, on the first sun, first Monday of every month. Our goal is to do this every month. Uh, send us your, uh, your information. Say, hey, these are the topics I want to talk about. We would love to just talk about some topics that you want to hear. 6.30 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube, on Facebook, and then we'll drop it on our podcast later. But definitely send us your qu the statements that you want to talk about. What do you want to discuss? Send them now. So we'll get them for later because you forget later. Send them now. Yeah. Send your topics now. Hey, I want to talk about this topic. We talk about life, love, marriage, ministry, and money, uh, the areas that we've grown in. So we want to be able to talk about that. If you don't remember anything else, always remember this, my closing statement of everything. If you don't remember anything else, join us next month. Uh, you'll see the flyer. But remember this, that you are a product of God's grace and mercy. When you see yourself through God's eyes and not people, if you remember that, man, you will remember that I am a I'm a product of God's grace. God is gracing me to continue to grow in him versus whatever everybody else got to say. Until next time, man, stay blessed in all that you do. Thank y'all for rocking out. Stay blessed. See you next time. Be blessed.